Hey everyone, we're back. Yeah. Because we're the prodigals. The prodigals. Ah. Oh. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. We oh. are? We are? Oh. Yeah, you know that. Uh. <laughs> I forgot my identity. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I don't know who I am. Ask myself yeah. every morning. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Prodigals podcast, where we talk about all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. Yes, we discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies, and that is why we are here for you. We are by no means a source of authority on any of the topics we talk about. We just want to talk about and process through some of the world's difficult topics. So we don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. That's why we're doing question and answer today. Uh, <laughs> what's going Yay. on, everyone? Because we're just going to ask questions. What's going on, everyone? My name is Mark, and I am joined by Billy and Alan. Mm-hmm. Arwin yeah. is still in his parental leave, and <laughs> Jed is taking a break. Do what you got to do. Take boys. a break. Come in this episode. <laughs> Take a break. <laughs> All right. In this episode, we will be doing question and answer. Uh, we haven't done this in a while, and we we still have questions from some of our followers. We will be attempting to answer them the best we can since we don't have all the answers. So... <laughs> Without we, we further, some answers, but not all the answers. <laughs> not all the answers. I mean, you can still take it seriously. It's not like you know, a, we don't know nothing. So we're just gonna say whatever. That's we, true, that's true, that's true. we did research these questions to the best of our abilities. So, without further ado, Q and A. Q and A. Run it. First question, this. and this comes from. Our friend Jack. Hey. Hey. Shout out Jack to Jack. Mayor. Um, shout out to Jack. <laughs> uh, he asked this guy. very long time ago. Um, number one. First question. Has the art of songwriting in the Christian realm gotten lazy? Uh, what do you guys have to say on this? For me, it depends. Depends it, what you listen to, right? I guess exactly. Right. It depends what you listen to. If you're listening to mainstream um, Christian praise music, I don't think it's gotten lazy. I think that we've exhausted so much things, <laughs> so many phrases, so many words that are already in the Bible. Like we've like what like with these with these songwriters, like they're working off of that. Yeah. Right. Well, for that's what, that's, what, that's what I'm assuming. I'm I'm not a Christian, <laughs> but that's what I'm assuming. And oh yeah, I I really don't think it's laziness. It's just like there's just like it's just easy to be repetitive. I guess I don't know. But I do listen to like maybe like 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 indie Christian music. Mm-hmm. That's like kind of weird in that sense. And they get like there's there's a lot, I think there's a lot more creativity in 
in writing music about God, about the Christian walk, about Jesus. Yeah. That's a lot more interesting and thought-provoking than repeating a bridge over and over again, which I don't think is a bad thing, guys. Like, I do enjoy me a good bridge with the same <laughs> line over and over again. Let me tell you. Different strokes for different folks. I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay. Going to, that, going to that repetitive sort of the bridge aspect, I'm okay with it. I'm good with it if you if – you, because I think what it's supposed to do is like it's supposed to build up, right? Uh, it's for sure. To, no, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, build yeah. up a crescendo. But I find that it tends to be like superficial if you just <laughs> did we just lose Billy? Yeah. Oh boy. So yeah, I, I feel that it tends to be a little bit superficial. Not superficial, but like it's like you can't really pull it off all the time, especially if you continue to like sing the same song week after week. Right? So it's just like, yeah. well, okay, so there's this crescendo that's supposed to happen, but everybody knows it's coming, right? Mm. And it's just like, well, you know, it, and there's, it's almost like it's half-hearted by the time you get there. You like, you're pushing yourself to like, whatever. So to feel it, you know? Yeah, like it. Yeah, I, I think that. I think what I, I don't know, Mark, go, go ahead because I've I've got like a, a a different angle that I want to attack this with. Go ahead. Um. <laughs> I'm pretty much like saying what Billy's saying. It depends on like what you listen to, but mm-hmm. I just want to add that like there's a reason why congregational music is sort of formulaic, and they mm-hmm. they make fun of this all the time. Like they make parody music videos, they make parody songs about how formulaic. You know, John Christ <laughs> yeah, makes yeah, fun yeah. of how formulaic Christian music is, like Christian worship songs are and that there's a i think there's a reason to that because it needs to be easily learned by the congregation like when you're Mm -hmm, you'll understand this when you're a worship leader is that you're gonna pick songs that are easy to learn and are sort of like have a really easy pattern to follow right and that's why like worship leaders you know avoid songs that are hard to sing because their congregation won't be able to follow it and that's why you'll you'll hear more music that are catered to congregational singing um, when you're at church and that's why some of them you know really sound similar to each other or the patterns are really similar to each other there's that you know soft first chorus first verse and then like a drop in instrumentals during the first chorus and then it builds up and then the crescendo happens in the bridge and then like there's the climax that happens in the last chorus and and then you know where you repeat the last line <laughs> like two <laughs> three times um because that's what the congregation follows um and to a certain degree that's what worship music like a lot of mainstream Christian worship music follows so that it can be used at church. Um, but if you're listening to, you know, like Hillsong used to be really, was really prone to that, right? Like songs sound really simple, so repetitive. And mm-hmm. then there's like a pattern to that. But if you follow their growth, um, the pattern that like, you know, the the albums that followed maybe 
the later um as the later hill song I think one Zion from Zion from Zion and onwards from Zion and onwards they're they've taken more liberty in terms of having more creative um, aspect to their music right and yeah 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 that's so true yeah and the the song that kind of thinks that comes up in my in my mind is transfiguration like we don't hear songs about transfiguration right yeah so there's, for sure they've, they've tried i think they've tried to break out a little bit more same with i think with with elevation as well they've they've, they've tried i guess they've tried in some ways to at least tackle the sort of the, the same things in a different way of saying um saying things in a different way and i guess it helps to have like a worship pastor in that in that regard to like whatever <clears throat> mm-hmm. to help yeah. sort of formulate formulate uh the, the the theology behind it like one of the one of one of the best songs that has come out in the last what twenty I mean two decades is um oh man. Um I hear it oh, I'm having such a bad night tonight. But it's in my head. Um um, um the one by, with Chris Tomlin, um um indescribable. Right? Where uh, indescribable. Really, yeah. That's where, a classic. Um, it's it, yeah, because it's it's Giglio that, that helps formulate you know, helped him formulate sort of like the direction of which was going. And, and something that, you know, and a topic that's very much talked about, there's a deepness to it, mm-hmm. right? At least in my point of view, that, that you know, that makes it mm-hmm. stand, like that can still be sung even now today, right? There's, there's a deeper sense to it. And I think that that's what so Mark true, was saying yeah. is that, you know, there are, there are, you know, songwriters have to, you know, write pen songs that are easy to learn. But I think that part of it, you know, part of the danger and part of mm. sort of like the things that has that that has gotten them off track is that you know with that easiness comes there's a sort of a superficial superficiality yeah. to it maybe yeah yeah because like right. those songs are written for a certain experience for you know for congreg again like like Mark said like for congregational worship whereas like you can really find like again like the Zion album from Hills from Hillsong. Like not a lot of those songs were sung like during a worship service. Those are like songs that you like listen to and that you really like dig your dig your ears into them to really listen to the lyrics and listen to the creativity of the music in, in a sense because like it's so it's different than worship their worship stuff in, in themselves, right? Yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I I love sort of like the deeper aspects of you know I I like the poetry of the song, right? I, I appreciate mm-hmm. that goodness of it. Right, um, you know, with with Joel Houston, Houston, that's that's his name, right? Houston, Joel, Joel. from thing, yeah, like his his like, <laughs> I just remember it like from his from that video on on Hillsong where he was like looking at a and a Henry and a Henry Nouwen book, which is you know he's a like his philosopher theologist type deal, like to come mm. up with his words and his you know sort of the themes that were coming through, right? I understand, I mean, I appreciate the poetry and the deepness and the richness of the of the verses that are there, but then you look at some, and, and this is not a criticism, right? But you look like a group that does, that does the passion. I mean, passion, um, conference. Sorry. Yeah. The passion conference. Passion conference. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of the songs that come out, like they're very, like there's like, it's very up in your face. Like there's, there's like the words are, they're not, they're not poetic. They're just, this is what it is. It's like a declaration. God is. Yeah. 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 This, like, this right? is holy. Um, and it doesn't, and, yeah. And it yeah. doesn't move me 
a whole lot. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you, I mean, they still fill the stadium. <laughs> They're still <laughs> yeah. singing the song. So obviously, it appeals to some people, right? Like there's, and I, I, I can't help but think that that a lot of that is, you know, the young people that that just want to say, you know, that, that just wants to take to take that stand and say, this is who we are, this is our declaration, and and that's what kind of works for them. And and I mm-hmm. think that sometimes we, you know, for for some of us that that appreciate the the poetry and. Uh, you know, sort of like the smoothness of a particular song, right? We'll look at those songs and we'll say, yeah, no, that's whatever, right? That's mm, lazy, that's true. superficial, that's not whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. so I, I really different don't want to- yeah, Different strokes for different folks. <laughs> I mean, for yeah. me, look, I, I love both sides. I love me, like, I like it's for definitely different contexts. Like, I can find my worship in congregational, in a congregational setting, singing these, like, quote-unquote, lazy written songs. But they're easy for me to really, ref- like, in that moment to declare these things and to worship God in that moment. Yeah. But also, there's a time where I can just sit down, listen to, like, poetic Christian music, like my indie Christian music that I listen to, and worship God through reflecting on these deep, intricate concepts of who God is and how people talk about his love and talk about who he is. So, Yeah. 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 And I guess, like, it really boils down to what you listen to, right? Yeah, I I don't think Christian music has gotten lazy. I think it's just they some music serve a like one purpose, and mm-hmm. other artists, you know, serve a different purpose. So as you were saying, um, there's that like the same album Transfiguration. Um, there's this album by Hillsong, and then there's a song in it called Transfiguration, but that's not nearly known as much as another song in it, which is Oh Praise the Name, yeah. right? Because Oh Praise the Name is, you know, like so much easier to sing. It's like adoration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, three verses. Maybe, is it three verses or four verses? But they're very mm-hmm. similar. Like those verses are very similar. And then mm-hmm. there's like that, you know, the song Transfiguration, which is like much more unique and artistic in terms of lyrics and music so um within the same album there's going to be different types of music uh, when you listen to even like the same artists right so yeah. has it gotten lazy i don't think so it's just what are you listening to and the other thing is like you can't be lazy as a as a songwriter i mean i guess you could but like if you want to like stand out or if you want to like whatever i mean it sounds it sounds very, you know, consumerism-ish, but in order to, like, stand out, you got to, like, you know, you got to write your stuff that, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be good. So you got to, yeah. you got to put a little more, more heart into it. If I could, though, take a, a, you know, kind of not rant, but, like, ask our worship leaders, uh, <laughs> try to find a way not to have, like, most of our songs, just the power ballads, like, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I mean, I think that's part of it. It's just power ballads. Right, it's either dance music or power ballad. Like, I mean, we just can't. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either dance music or power ballad. So you know, let's try to like <laughs> let's try to broaden our you know horizons, surprise us, you know, just yeah, yeah. I think that's why going back to Hamilton. I think <laughs> Alexander. I think Hamilton. that's why Hamilton is so good because there's that really like good good climax in like the Battle of Yorktown, followed by Dear Theodosia, right. 
There's like mm-hmm. there's these like up and down moments where it just you know just different feel of songs, um, and that's what I think part of what make made Hamilton good. Second question. <laughs> this is a long question. Prayer and supplication. Oh no! Um, if God is on our side, why must we? <laughs> your oh, reaction, man. man. Your reaction. <laughs> if God is on our side, why must we wrestle with Him and beg Him for the things we evidently He evidently knows are good for us and that what we need? Uh, so it's a friend of mine who's asking this question. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So some guy dropped a gem a while back saying. Uh, remember that God is on your side and have meditated on this. If God wants me to win, why do prayers have to be begging and beseeching as if I am convincing the person who wants me to win to hear me and act in my best interests? There is something about that which is confusing. Are we supposed to ask God and walk in faith or should we be conditioning ourselves to beg God for the things we want or need? Can we condense this question? I'm so lost. Okay, so the question Not, is... Oh, this is a bad question. I'm just like, it's a lot, yeah. So the question is, if God is on our side and wants the best for us, why does what prayer... Yeah, why do we got to go through all of that? Why stuff? does prayer have to be so grueling? Or like, why do I have to seem like I'm begging for God? God's no. to move. Allen feels like he, I feel like there's a drop a bomb right now. I just see it's just, he's literally no, I mean, a bomb. I really only have one answer. I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I mean, like we could, we could, dude. Whoever asked this question, man, like I'm, I'm with you, man. Like I, I understand. I understand the frustration. The struggle is real. I, I understand. The, I understand the answers to it, right? Uh, it could be like you know, because because God wants us to understand how much we need Him. Uh, you know that um, God uh, loves to hear our prayers, and it's like it's like a son and and a father, and He just really wants to hear your voice. And and there's a relationship aspect of it that you have to ask, uh, you know, mm-hmm. for that. Um, there's other sides to it, you know, like uh, you know, why do we wrestle for Him? There's the negative aspect of it because He wants to understand, like He wants to understand. Uh, to for you to understand his glory and that he creates every, I mean that he controls everything all these answers really amount for and and in my my estimation I, I don't know man I don't <laughs> I wish I could give you like a hardcore answer but I don't because I think for every person there's a context that God you know takes uh, in you know takes into consideration and and that sounds like a lazy answer and it, maybe it is, but really, if you think about it, God, if 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 God understands each person's you know, context when answering you the prayers, right? Your prayers, yeah. whether yes, no, or maybe, whatever, right? That means He's taking the time, right? He He's putting the effort to understand your situation, right? Uh, he He has. Um, infinitely infinitely um interested in in you in your place in the world in your place in reality on this side of heaven he understands that part he he wants to be a part of it why do you have to keep begging him i have no idea but i understand that he understands your context right and there's a reason for it why you like 
there's this, that one prayer you just keep asking for and you keep asking for in faith and you're not going to give up you're, you're going to be like that 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 old lady that that bugs that evil judge and you keep going until he says fine i'm going to answer your prayer because i don't want you bug, bugging me for the rest of my days <laughs> <laughs> right i'm just gonna keep no. going like i don't understand i don't know why why certain aspects has to happen to it right i mean i have my theories for it but in the end it really and really at the, in the end for me it's just there's a context to you there's a, a place that he wants there's a path that he wants you to to, to go to go through right mm. and it's just part of the process just the process man just the process. Just the, the process unless you're Philly. Um Rip. I could see it as growth. As you said, um God wants you to see how much you need him. Um that could be one aspect of it. And how can we grow our faith if everything <clears throat> that we seem to ask for just comes automatically, right? Mm. Um, or so easily. Um, that's how like kids are spoiled by their parents. Um, another <laughs> like another aspect I think is, you know, when God when Jesus said, "Ask anything according to my will, and it will be given." Mm. But because of our sinful hearts, we don't fully know what God's will is all the time. So we end mm-hmm. up asking for things that like are actually bad for us. Mm, right? For sure. Um, and are actually detrimental to our faith. So mm. when we truly seek the will of God and ask things according to his will, I think like that's the, f- the act of wrestling that I think is being asked. Is like, w- is this really God's will? Or is this yeah. just what I want? Yeah, um, for sure. Another aspect I think that comes into play is God is not the only one working, right? There's also yeah. the devil. Yeah. Um, so when we mm. find in Daniel 10, when Daniel was praying for so long about, I think he was praying for like the fate of Israel. And like why why it's taking so long for them to, you know, be um, reinstated back in their homeland or be freed by <clears throat> by their enslavers. Um, angel shows up late. The angel shows up twenty. I don't I don't know late. I don't know how late, but late. the angel says quote unquote. The just, the angel yeah. says like he was being detained. Um, det- not detained, but like battling. He was battling someone for. He's battling the Prince of Persia for twenty-one days. So he was trying to. Um, yeah. So like, so Daniel was praying, but it seemed that like no one was answering him, but he didn't see like the bigger aspect of the whole story. In which God wanted to answer him. God wanted to talk to him. But there was like another side that was also involved. That was trying to detain the angel. Just trying to um, fight with God. And you know 
the angel said it was Prince of Persia, um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. Or, um, wow. Uh, you pulled uh, that reference. Our, oh, congratulations. Um, Good job. Well done. Or the, the Prince of Persia pretty much means like the evil spirit in that context. Mm. So, yeah, Daniel was wrestling with God. Daniel was praying to God. The angel was just too preoccupied fighting the evil spirit. So, um, I think like we need to see the higher, the bigger picture, and mm. um, like God doesn't just there's there's many sides to it. Uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> there's many sides. It's it could be God wants your growth. Um, God wants to see your dependence on Him. Um, God wants to. God wants you to ask um, what's good for you and if it's for his will. And also there's the evil spirits who are trying to fight God from, you know, answering your prayers. So, Yeah. And to sort of like piggyback on that last uh, point of yours, uh, let's be clear, like not everybody's like, not everybody's going to have a situation in their prayer life where world events is being shaped. Right, not like not like Daniel, right? But the point still stands. There are some, at least the way that I understand it, you know, um, there are times in your in your life where the accuser, right, he wants like he's he's arguing with God in one specific way, right? He's like this person, you know. Uh, Billy, he did this, this, and this, right? You can't answer him because, you know, because, you know, you did this for him before and he did this. And, you know, mm. it's not fair that you would give him that, right? Uh, and so maybe, you know, God sort of like un- understanding that, every, you know, that he also is being, you know, being watched by angels, you know, uh, will say, well, but that's my child. Right. And he keeps asking and he keeps asking and he keeps asking. At some point, I can't I can't ignore him. You know, I'm going to answer it one way or another um, in a specific way. And will and in my perfect will, I'll deal with fallout some other way. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. And that's and and some people might say, well, you know, that doesn't happen because God's, you know, God's plans never change. To which I say, yeah, okay. But he's God, so he can change him if he wants to, and uh, you can say, say that was part of the plan. Right? So, yeah. now we can go through the, the mental gymnastics of it. The, the, the reality is, we don't really, we don't really know, right? We don't really know the Job scenes behind our scene. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, where somebody's accusing, like, where the accusers are are trying to, you know fit us in one way and God's trying to fit us another way. And the one thing, and not the one thing, but one of the things that changes or tips the balance is how much you want it by your prayer life. Mm. Yeah. Right. So that was one of my theories. Right. With the whole context. Yeah. And like for me, like uh, part of the question is here is like, if God wants me to win, why do my prayers have to be begging and beseeching? As mm. if I'm convincing the person who wants me to win to hear me and act in my best interests. Uh, I think the problem with that, with that is to God, like winning doesn't mean you're going to get this 
job that you're applying to. Yeah, that's true. Right? Like <laughs> winning could look because, totally different. Yeah, it could be All like that, right? later down. Winning could be you not getting the job because God has another job in line for yeah. you. Um, mm-hmm. Winning doesn't mean that you're gonna get the job that pays the best, pays the yeah. highest. Uh, winning could be a job that you didn't want at first, but God had a purpose for you in that season to be in that job, right? Um, so winning doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to get everything I want. Winning is to be in God's will, right? Mm, and you just yeah, ha- sure. I guess like the wrestling would be to know God's will and yeah. to be content wherever and whatever he brings you to and i guess like i would say that you don't have to beg and beseech because like for me i'm I'm, maybe it's just my personality but when i pray it always ends with but whatever your will is Mm. um but then there's then let that be done but then i also know that jacob wrestled with god (laughs) <laughs> um, until morning um, so yeah but to him right that that situation also I think like that um, that plays into my point like that situation also did not end in the way that he wanted to uh, what he was praying for was not exactly what God had in mind for him right mm-hmm. so yeah I love wrestling God. <laughs> suplex him one day. But in the end, I'll always lose. <laughs> because he will always win. Which means I win. Exactly. Which means I win. I mean, yeah, because like that's the one sort of caveat that we that we you know that we need to like always remind ourselves because we know it, but we have to remind ourselves uh, is that being in God's will, uh, the caveat is that he wants us, he wants the best for us. Yeah, and sometimes we don't see that what is best is not what's best, but what <laughs> his best is, you know, you what's know what's best. Best. that's where he wants to get you to, right? So, yeah. Question number three: Is liturgy important for a church service? Yes. All right, and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> you reach us in our socials. <laughs> um, um, I yes. think it's important to have liturgy in church service because I think it's important to hit home the important things that needs to be talked about in church services. Wait, can we talk about like what liturgy is? Can we make sure we're all on the same page in terms of the um, liturgy? I don't have it's so funny because I have like liturgy the words in my head I know what it is but I don't have a definition for it in my head I don't have I'm a Google I know what it looks like I know what it looks like I know what it looks like I know what it is I know what it's talking about I just don't know the definition I don't know I don't know how to explain it okay I just Google it a form or formulary according to which public religious worship especially Christian worship is conducted so like the organization and plan of what a worship service will look like yeah. in a church service so yeah so it's like the are we all working like on that de- de- definition 
yeah That's the definition right yeah right like like there's sections to it like so okay so this one we're going through prayer right? this one we're reading the, the word of god this one we're singing songs this one we're like that so that that sort of like formula of this is what we do every every time we we go and we get into the church and we're worshiping mm-hmm. god this is sort of like what's on the agenda this is item number For one sure. item number two item number three and that's the process that we go through mm-hmm. okay yes. so that's the liturgy liturgy the liturgy i'd say yes because without liturgy your worship will be <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be it'll be confusing like what what will <laughs> Like anything that you, any form that you put in your worship service, that's liturgy. Like no matter how simple it is um, or how convoluted it is, that's called liturgy. So in order for you to form a sensical and a pattern that like is good for what you are trying to accomplish, that's called liturgy and that's important. So I think, Yes, liturgy is important for a church service. Um, I think what's not important is the special music. <laughs> wow, <laughs> straight up called up. I think yeah. what's not it's not special music if you have it every week. It's my that's my liturgy. I'm sorry, that's my liturgy. That's just my my liturgy. Um. <laughs> How convoluted your worship service is, that depends yeah, on what yeah, your sure. church convoluted. is uh, or what your church is trying to accomplish. That's really That's true. up to yeah. you. Yeah. Um, if your church, a... yeah, if your church thinks that it needs special music, like <laughs> it, need, <laughs> it needs 20, it, it needs 10 things. So like announcement, prayer, song service, prayer. prayer and then special (laughs) music and then sermon if that's what your leadership thinks is best then that's up to your leadership um or if you want it prayer song service prayer uh, praise and worship and then sermon and then offering and then you know simple praise and worship that's up to you too but that's still called liturgy liturgy yeah different strokes for different folks (laughs) Let me tell you. <laughs> What's the title of this episode? Go. Um, um, like, for you guys, like, what, like, what would your liturgy look like, and like, what are essentials, and what you think liturgy, like, church service, like, in liturgy needs to have? I'm just curious. I've been playing. Okay, so I've been playing around with this idea, and I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to explain this well enough because it's still just kind of like this nebulous thought in my head um okay so so one of my sort of like one of my principles of worship uh, is this idea that it shouldn't matter what the liturgy is you're there Mm -hmm. to bring something to god to god Mm -hmm. right you're there to bring an offering to 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 god so like the liturgy itself doesn't shouldn't matter like the words itself shouldn't matter and as much as it does affect me, and I wish it didn't, the sermon itself shouldn't matter, right? Like if your if your pastor's sermon sucked and is boring and stuff, that shouldn't matter. I know that is definitely <laughs> not what I follow because I always like I'll complain about it if it's like, man, I don't want to listen to it because it's like whatever. I'm down with that. That's good for me. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, so basically what, what I, 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 I want, I would want to do, uh, in terms of the liturgy, uh, for lack of a better term, like I, I, I can't think of a better term, but like a drive-through type of idea where people just come <laughs> to like to offer their 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 offering to God in in song and in in reading of the word or whatever it is that we do, and it's not going to be long. Like uh, we're we're here, we're going to sing, we're going to sing a couple of songs, we're going to read the word, we're going to pray. And then, hey, and that'll be it. Break off into your, your small group, groups, go do outreach, do Bible study, do whatever it is that your small groups is going to do. And that's it. That's your liturgy, baby. And that's pretty much my litur- liturgy. Uh, assuming that I don't have a building that we own uh, <laughs> because the temptation is to try to like maximize that space every time we're there. Right? Mm. So if it's just rented for like an hour or two, right, <laughs> to set up and stuff, get in, do your worship, right? Uh, do your worship, offer your offering to God. And then <laughs> and then sort of like not go off in your merry way, but continue it, but, you know, in the ways and in the manners that you're, that you're supposed to go with with your smaller group so you can like bond it. Awesome. Stuff. Drive through worship. Drive I mean, through worship. <laughs> that's COVID. That's COVID times right now. You know what I'm saying? That's perfect for the times we're in. I like. I really like that. That's sick. So that would, yeah, that would be my thing. Also, sort of going let back the building, to. So here's let the, the building old, warp your liturgy. Yeah, and well, maybe I'll talk to you guys later about it. Maybe, yeah, tell you about another idea I have. But yeah, that's sort of my liturgy. <laughs> Because it. it has to do with the first one, like this, this, this song writing. And Mark talked about like this idea that, well, we only pick songs that are easy to learn. Well, what if we could change that? Yeah. Right. What if we could pick songs mm. that are deep, that are meaningful, that could like whatever, and it still works because, you know, whatever. Right? We can broaden our horizons in terms right. of the song that we sing, and it doesn't have to be worship songs specifically you can actually sing you know songs that you know that people listen to um as uh, as a thing right gregorian chants no what wait wait <laughs> gregorian chants well i guess yeah i guess sure <laughs> sure like i mean if that's your thing yeah man like whatever <laughs> whatever uh but like yeah some of the some of the other songs that aren't like worship songs but they're like you know, like a, a Kirk Franklin song that that isn't made for worship. Yeah. You know, specifically, but that's supposed. To, it's like a solo singer person like doing their thing. Wait, special music? No. <laughs> so somebody that yes, yeah, a song that a special that somebody would sing for special music, but we all know it, and we know it in parts. Yes. Come he is alive, different. That's different. Alive, <laughs> So yeah, that's sort of like my uh, so that's sort of like my, my thing that I've been kicking around. Ah, uh, sick. Tense. Sorry, I love oh, liturgy. Oh my gosh, I love liturgy. Mark, what's your ideal liturgy? Um, it'd be simple. It doesn't have mm. to be like any particular order, but it has like for me, it has to have the the very 
you know, the, all the main parts of worship, right? Like, mm-hmm. Praising worship, prayer, giving. Sometimes it doesn't even need a sermon. It can just be like a, mm-hmm. um, a scripture reading by everyone, right? Um, That's awesome, yeah. What I would definitely want to include is discussion. Yeah. So group sure. discussion I, yeah. um, within that service. It, not not like Sabbath school or um, whatever discussion that is viewed as, you know, preliminary, but um, mm-hmm. definitely discussion that caters towards the bigger message that we're trying to focus on like maybe in that quarter or in that year mm-hmm. or in that even in that during that day maybe like if the preacher has like a 10 minute thing and then we break off into discussing that further like what he preached so right? yeah or she i would love that don't add <laughs> yeah oh my gosh i would yeah i was definitely thinking that's what i wanted my liturgy oh my goodness <laughs> oh my goodness stole my ideas stole my liturgy man should have spoke first yeah. <laughs> that's I why you it. go first bro <laughs> uh, sick all right i just want to know you guys liturgies it's great <laughs> you'll eat I'm pretty much the same thing as Mark, but the only thing that I just really think that I would love to have in my liturgy every single time we meet is just like communion. I would love to have communion mm. every single service. But that's my liturgy. <laughs> different strokes for different, different folks. folks. <laughs> <laughs> title of this episode. <laughs> uh, cool. Anyone want to add more? I'm trying to add, I mean, I, yeah, like the question is liturgy important for, I'm trying to find a way to say no, but I'm, I'm having a hard time to like, is liturgy important? Is there a way that liturgy (laughs) is not important? I mean, I just feel like to live for liturgy to not be important is for a church service to not exist. (laughs) Any church service, any gap, like, any gathering of people, a small group, a couple of people, like you and one other person, that's a liturgy to me. That's a church service. Okay. That's like the body of Christ meeting. But that's like, I don't know. That's just like being extra in, in being deep and stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I view it. That's the way I think. I mean, if we're talking about, so liturgy, I mean, are we presuming that it's a planned liturgy? Right, or we're just saying. I mean, are we are we presuming that it's just? I mean, the like the planning. Yeah, like I mean, it's just so liturgy being okay. So this is sort of the order of their worship, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. How do I question this? I mean, is it real? Is it liturgy if it's not planned? Do you know what I mean? That's a good question. If you're not, if you're just like, hey, let's just come here and let's wing it. Right, whatever, whatever, the, wherever the spirit leads, is that is that liturgy? Uh, oh, interesting. I mean, my first, my first reaction to that is like, no, then, like, I don't think that's liturgy. Because like, liturgy is about like having, again, like your agenda, your planned things. Like these things need to happen within the service. 
to be essential, I guess. Yeah. So if you just wing it, like, you don't really have a liturgy. You're literally just winging it. He's <laughs> just like, yeah, let's just do whatever, you know. And somebody because like, like gotta... yeah, because you're not hitting home like the things like you, like the things that you think God desires within uh, uh, a gathering of believers, right? I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to get closer to this idea that I can say no. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm just feeling really pretty contrary. You're so like, rebellious. Right <laughs> so rebellious. Just, I just want to say no. <laughs> I want to say no, but I don't know. I'm having trouble with it. <laughs> so, well, whatever your I definition of literature is, say no. <laughs> say no. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Cool. That's all we got. Is liturgy important? I would say so. I but for Creallen, so. no. For his definition, <laughs> no. No, and I don't know why. I'm just gonna say <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, but I'm just gonna say no. Just cause. Just. Just cause. Just cause. Just cause. And this is why we are not authority figures on anything. Yeah. There you go. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us in this episode. Uh, We hope that you were blessed by our answers, no matter how convoluted they were or contrarian they were <laughs> um Not yeah be we, apologetic for it yeah we just hope to um we just hope that these these discussions on questions and answers have really encouraged you to delve deeper into um what you know the questions we have in this world uh or in this life and we hope that you definitely study these things for yourself um we're only humans we might have missed a lot in our discussion um so mm. we're definitely not the source of authority uh with this, <laughs> these topics so yeah study it uh for yourself and look into the scriptures and ask the holy spirit for help um and we hope that you give us a shout out and you comment on our socials uh, what you think about the questions and what you think about the answers uh, in regards to these episodes. We're here every Wednesday, unless I get busy. Um, <laughs> so in that case, Thursday. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the handle at the Prodigals Pod. And if you like what you've been hearing, just subscribe and follow us so that you'll always be up to date with our episodes. So that you'll see whether we're there on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, If you could do so kindly, please leave us a rating and review. That way we are able to reach more people out there in the world. That's all we have for you in this episode. Um, So stay blessed, stay faithful, and join us next week for another episode of the Prodigals Podcast. The Prodigals.